And welcome to the Game Bite Show podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Lawman Lamont, and I'm joined once again by Dale Count Elmdor Jones. Dale, how itchy are you right this minute? Mm, very itchy. It's all the, it's like the inside of the nostrils and like the, the center of the armpit. Oh, that armpit. Oh, that, yeah, the, the like area. elbow pit. Yeah, like everything oh, is dude. just itchy. You itchy, know what itchy. the, <laughs> you know what the worst, every place that itches is always like the worst. Yeah, like, oh, I, you know. I, sometimes I try and make a bargain with the universe, like if I could, or, or like when I get a paper cut somewhere, and it's like the mm. worst place ever, and I'm like, please just let me exchange yeah. this place like for any other place. Inside of or something. Oh, no. <laughs> Where you get a oh, paper cut. <laughs> See, the thing is, we've been talking about being itchy leading up to the recording of the podcast, and now I am like itchy all over, like I'm itchy under my mustache. <laughs> now you're going to have I'm to itchy shave. I'm, I'm itchy on the back of my ear, like I got to take my headphone off, mm -hmm. and just like, I don't, ah, I feel like there's bugs all over me, bugs. That's all that itchy bugs powder. Down. All the bugs, they're on me. Uh, yeah, we were talking about we were talking some pretty deep things about about itchiness and about power of the human will. Mm -hmm. um, and I gotta say, I, I intend, I really do intend to mentally overpower my itchiness, but I just I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm weak, and um, and I scratch. Yeah, it's <laughs> a well. I mean, I think it's just you know like one of those things that animals do, right? And like you know. Our, our ancestors for millions and millions of years itched and scratched and, and therefore you know, so do we, I don't know it really, it really does connect all of us together in the great circle of itching and scratching um, mm -hmm. I think they missed a step at Disney, I think, it's, uh, I think it's a lot more about itching and scratching than it is about you know the antelope so the, the writers just, of The Simpsons me. have it figured out is what you're saying? the itchy and scratch, yeah, yeah, except uh, you know, I think they debased the entire thing with Poochie Oh, right. Although I think they, I think they know their sin, uh, and they've they've corrected it. But uh, you know, I don't even know what's going on on The Simpsons. I haven't watched that show for probably ten years. That that show's been running so long. It's still going. That, right? I, that I've been completely disinterested in it for a decade, and they're still going. A decade, three decades almost. Three. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, before you know, I used to at least catch an episode here and there. I don't even know anymore. I'm pretty sure it's on Disney, the Disney streaming service. It is. Now, yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, I, all I, of it, I guess. Hell, yeah, like the whole thing, which is pretty impressive. I mean, yeah. And you know what? We're chasing the Simpsons. Fr quite frankly, I haven't told this to you or Legrand, but this this is actually what we're doing on this show. Is I plan for us to outlast the Simpsons uh, well, so from day have, zero. They have one a week for how many weeks out of the year? Uh, well, they do it in seasons, right? So isn't it like so uh, like half of the year, something, something like that, or like a, a couple months, maybe? Well, per year, we've got them beat. Or a couple couple quarters, I guess I was going to say. A couple, yeah. I, I don't know. So we just need to have... What's our factor of beating them per year? And then we need to have, you know, that many years. No, oh, this is too much math so, already. Yeah. It's making me itchy. It's making me itchy. Dale, we need to stop talking about this itchy stuff. Mm. And uh, we need to talk about some video game news. Let's do it. 
Yeah. Uh, there actually is some video game news this week. It's actually been kind of a scant week in, in a lot of things, so this is going to be a fairly short show. Um, but uh, there are some things that have been happening in the land of video game news this week, uh, one of which was another PlayStation event. So uh, a couple, three weeks ago, we had the big PlayStation 5. Actually, it only seems like it was three weeks ago. Maybe it was longer than that. I have no idea um, how what time is anymore. I mean, I think like <laughs> a lot of people who are spending a lot more time at home these days probably. Yeah. Um... I'm working from home, and I was just thinking today, it's been like, uh, we're going on uh, five months of this now. Five months? Yeah, yeah. five months now. Yeah. I don't know. These four walls make time into like this oatmeal. It's like a it's like a porridge of, you know, t- time is not a river nor an ocean, but a bowl of porridge. Time That's is what a flat like. circle, man. Yeah. Who, who can even, who, who can? Not me. Uh, But PlayStation can. Sony can. Uh, They had a State of Play event this past week, which uh, actually had some interesting game reveals. They showed some of Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, which I think is a good game concept, but a poor title. I'm pretty sure we've already done... It's more of a Ratchet and Clank title, isn't it? It kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is. But uh, Crash, I would say, is enjoying a bit of a... You know, in the last couple of years, I mean, the Crash Team Racing remake, the N-Sane trilogy... um, probably all leading up to this, and there's a fair number of... There is a particular breed of video gamer for whom Crash Bandicoot is a thing. It's not me, and I don't not think really it's you. really me either, although CTR is an amazing game. Um, never really played any other Crash games, though. It has a drift mechanic that I just cannot get my head around. Oh, though. yeah, you gotta master and... that. But then once you do, it's off to the races. Makes my nostril itchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, uh, and, and it showed actually some really interesting things. Uh, the, uh, the, of course, just the core gameplay. Uh, you can actually play as what is it, Candy Bandicoot? Is she the? Is she the? I think that's right. Yeah, Candy. Yeah, Sounds something right. like that. Uh, and then they have like this whole remix mode, which looks really cool. Actually, it was it was kind of something to see, and it almost made me interested in Crash, but not quite. Uh, Hitman trilogy. Crash this is gonna this boys. is gonna be something. Yeah, <laughs> Crash and the boys. This is gonna be something that will. Um, it, you'll you'll first feel like you're going to be interested, and then it'll quickly decline because the Hitman trilogy, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, is going to be playable on PlayStation VR. Oh no. yeah, what? No, yeah, yeah, okay. Wait, wait, <laughs> which, which Hitman trilogy are we talking about? Uh, I think the original. I think it's going to be Agent Forty Seven, and then yeah. Silent Assassin. And well, it's, the thing is, it's going to include. I think it's the new stuff, actually. So it's well, Hitman. I, you know, what, this two. falls under that stupid naming convention. There's well, there's going to the be. Well, there's going to be Hitman Three. So the thing is, okay. IO Interactive's Hitman trilogy, including the forthcoming Hitman Three, will be fully playable oh, okay. in PSVR. I didn't realize there's going to be another. There's a Hitman Three coming out. Congratulations, Dale. Good news for you. Hitman Three is coming in January 2021. Those first two are pretty good. Hitman is another one of those things for me, like Crash Bandicoot. Like I sort of recognize, like, you know. Agent 72, whatever his name is, 47. is super interesting. Yeah, I know. I'm just joking. But he's, he's really interesting, and like I like the idea, but then when 47. I... This time, we are sending you to Bangalore, India. To uh, be dressed as a chicken and magnet's a chef's son is having a pool party, and you must end his reign. That's my impression of Diana. That's really good, and she has a very, she has a very masculine tenor. <laughs> there but um yeah it's one when, when i hear a description of a hitman game it makes me itchy and i can't do it um so anyway just be aware that's coming out uh january 2021 is the target date for that and uh it's enough time for you to adopt psvr and i think i think you should i think you should do that uh braid anniversary edition has been announced and as much as i don't really look forward to playing braid again this actually looks really pretty all right what are they doing with it 
basically made it look better, higher, higher resolution. I mean, originally that thing came out, I mean, it's got to be 12 years ago now. Yeah, back on the Xbox 360, it was like the first... wasn't it? Because that was like the first time they did the Summer of Indies or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like the big flagship indie release. Yeah. Uh, and they have sort of redrawn it all. The graphics do look a little bit different. They've added some animations to the world. Um, there was a re- actually a really cool uh, videographic uh, trailer that was made with this. I think the Area 5 guys who did previously the 1UP show mm-hmm. did this, and I actually found it kind of interesting. Uh, but anyway, they're, they're upgrading that, and that's pretty good. Uh, here's another Dale Jones joint, Spelunky 2 release yeah. date has been confirmed, September. It's coming first to PS4, right? Time to get on board with that PlayStation 4, Dale. Now's your chance. Uh, I saw um, Derek. Derek, you had tweeted that... Uh, it was going to come to Steam like shortly thereafter. They just have to ah, fix some bugs or whatever. Derek. Yeah, but uh, it looks. This is another one that to me, I just get itchy even thinking about it. Um, uh, Spelunky, the perfect game. The perfect. The perfect game? game question mark? <laughs> uh, uh, Vader Immortal is coming to PlayStation VR again. Dale, I know you're into Darth Vader. Right? Uh, I think of I think of you as being into. I was, I was more into Anakin Skywalker. Is that uh, yeah, yeah? Before he was, before he turned emo. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, a new expansion for Control, the AWE expansion. The second expansion is going to be released this month, August twenty seventh. Uh, apparently, that's going to be a play PlayStation that. Four thing as well. It seems really cool. Yeah, it's it's interesting though that they announced it at the PlayStation event because Control doesn't really run very well, as I understand it, on either of the consoles. Um, PC is kind of the place to play it, as yeah. far as I can, as far as I can tell. That's weird. Which is always I the case. Thought it was but... like an Xbox exclusive for some reason. Yeah, no, no. But uh, anyway, the, uh, Control, an excellent game. I haven't played any of the expansions, but uh, the base game I really enjoy. Uh, my game of the year last year, actually. See, this sort of ties into a thing later. Uh, so, so I'll wait until we get to that to mention it. Put it, put a pin in it. I can feel it percolating. Uh, Temtem, which is a Pokemon-like monster capturing game, it's an MMO, is coming to PlayStation 5. Uh, it'll be on Steam Early Access uh, a little bit later on this year, but before the launch of the PS5. I am kind of down for this. I Except that it still just kind of looks kiddy. I, is it too much for me to want like a like a mature, dark... You know, let me bring this back to like the early 2000s for a minute. Can't we get a dark gritty mature pokemon game because that's what i'd really like i think that's actually what i would like hmm. um temtem is at least a departure from pokemon which in my opinion has has it wasn't that great to begin with and it's just gotten progressively worse as time has gone on uh this this might be all right but i don't know anyway it's an mmo and it's pokemon and that's already better than pokemon is uh hood outlaws and legends has been announced for the playstation 5 hood? speaking of dark like, and gritty like robin hood yeah, like the Kevin Costner Prince of Thieves. Remember how dark and gritty and mature Everything that was? Everything I do. Wait, no. Oh, is, that, that, is that how it goes? Yeah, that, yeah, Brian Adams. Everything I do. That's how it goes. I do it for you. I had the time. Oh, there's no love like, like your love. Yeah, there we go. And no one. Okay, anyway. Uh, so this Hood, Outlaws, and Legends. I have to say, I don't know if you know this about me. I've, I've already sort of copped to my Greek you mythology. You love Robin Hood? I love Robin Hood, like the mythology hey, of Robin Hood. Did you see that one a few years ago that was like the indie, but like fantastical, like Arrowcam version of Robin Hood? Do you know the one? I'm I don't about? think so, but there's one that I've had in my Steam library for a while. I originally saw it at a Walmart for ten bucks in the jewel case section, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Hey, a Robin Hood game for ten bucks at Walmart? I wonder what this is." And I haven't actually played it, and I think I should get back into Robin Hood again. It's been a while. Did you see the Russell Crowe Robin Hood? 
No, I didn't at all. Was it bad? Did you see the Kira Knightley Robin Hood? Is that Hood? a different Robin Hood? That's the Clive Owen Robin Hood. I'm pretty sure that's oh, a Robin there's been, Hood. There's been that, so much Robin Hood. That might have been... Maybe that wasn't Robin Hood. Maybe that was like King Arthur or something. Well, I think I'm back out of Robin Hood. I think it's been overplayed. I well, if Kira Knightley's in the movie, I'll watch it. It's probably worth seeing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Hood Outlaws and Legends is a third-person four v four multiplayer heist game, um, which is kind of interesting. I think uh, you know making Robin Hood into an actual heist. It'll be like that scene from the Disney Robin Hood where you, where they like shoot arrows in and use pulleys to like uh, you know carry out all the little sacks of money from the Sheriff of Nottingham. I don't think I've seen that in like ages. Oh, you know what? Here's another thing about me. When I was like <laughs> eight years old or seven, seven or eight years yeah. old, two thousand four. Clive Owen, Robin Hood. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not caught up to date on my Robin Hood. But my mom, when I was a kid, would when she had company oh, over, she would say, she would say, Jeremy, come out here and do the thing. And I would come out, and she would mute the the audio to the Disney Robin Hood movie, and I would recite like line for line everything from Robin. That's Hood. That's great. But you know what's hilarious? What's that? It, I literally. So what I just said was wrong because get this. I literally okay. googled Clive Owen Robin Hood. And the first result is King Arthur, two thousand four, IMDb, <laughs> Clive Owen, Kira Knightley. I think I think that means that the algorithm is like a lot of people must be doing that same thing. I think that, that is so it. strange. Uh, also, back to the state of play, we have new trailers for Bug Snacks, kind of an extended thing that makes it seem a little bit like a Pokemon Snap sort of game, Bug Snacks, which uh, still kind of interesting, and it, and it, it, you know it has some intrigue also. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that. And then a whole ton of Godfall. Like that new thing, I, and I can't remember even who the developer is for that, but they just showed Godfall for like 15 minutes, I, so I swear. It, it was. Oh, I can't even, uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> that <laughs> no, boring. You know, I mean, you know, Godfall is one of those things where it just is so mechanically and visually is kind of standard you know it's like what can i even say about it but they they just sort of overplayed it a little bit and it got to the point you know the thing that i always hated about the nintendo directs was when they just went into way too much detail and it's like cranky kong can double jump by hitting the jump button two times and i'm just like kill me (laughs) and that's what it that's what it felt like like this really rivaled the nintendo direct uh it it was just it was just too much uh they also showed a few other games uh the pathless which was sort of an archery parkour game it looked all right kind of indie uh aeon must die which was a um it had music like fury so kind of a carpenter brute you know uh heavy dark synth metal kind of soundtrack and then a lot of tron looking glowing dark and light contrasting kind of thing like it looked kind of cool uh we'll talk about that again in in just a moment uh and then a few other things a jrpg genshin impact uh, a game called anno mutationum uh something uh something called the pedestrian which was a uh like the the you know on the the bathrooms where there's like the men's room and the women's room and there's the little human icons it yeah. was something like that with a human icon kind of traveling through different signs and things which kind of looked kind of hmm. looked cute uh, and then an auto chess game and so on and so on and there were some different things uh, but anyway it's kind of interesting I do recommend watching it uh, skip through the Godfall stuff it's just it's just way too much it was just way too much way too much Godfall uh, also coming out of this uh, just after the event uh, the developers of that game that I was just talking about Aeon Must Die say that um, that the game was actually stolen the developing studio yeah, Limestone mean? Games yeah so the the idea is that uh, the, the developer overworked developers and essentially stole the game from 
from the people who created it. So this is going to be published, I think, by Focus Home Interactive. And I'm not exactly sure the relationship here between Focus Home and the developer, but it's almost like the employees of the developer are saying that that the company is benefiting from abusive work conditions, I guess, something like that. Um, I'm, I'm not 100% sure about that. But uh, anyway, so there is currently a little bit of controversy going on about whether Aeon Must Die is going to be a thing or not. I, I don't know exactly how it's going. But uh, yeah, small developer and I guess these allegations of an abusive workplace um, sort of being equated or tantamount to theft and Focus Home Interactive is looking into this, but uh, just be aware that may, may be a troubled hmm. um, publishing process. Interesting. Yeah, speaking of other trouble, Apple is really stirring the pot here. Uh, they've, uh, Microsoft, I think, I can't remember if we talked about this this last week, I believe we did, that Microsoft basically said that they were ending development on the xCloud app that they were working on for iOS. xCloud is sort of their GeForce Now, their Stadia that they're doing specifically for Xbox software and presumably will be folded into the Game Pass program. Uh, but they said, well, we're stopping that because we're just not making any headway. Apple's creating some problems. Apple themselves have come out about this and said that... Uh, I'm going to cut through what they, what they said here and talk about what they're actually saying. So yeah. Apple is basically... Uh, what they are alleging is that the xCloud service and the Stadia service, in fact, I believe that they kind of indicated that this was going to be held... Uh, against Stadia as well, but that the idea is that they go through and vet the software, the games that are available on their platforms, and by using xCloud ostensibly as a portal, it essentially circumvents their ability to um, curate or to validate the technical experience and technical compliance of the software that would come through those platforms. Essentially, they're coming up with some baloney excuse not to allow these apps yeah, to function. Yeah, it, it just seems so stupid on its face that you're, you're basically left thinking, well, what's the real reason? Because yeah. this is obviously just some BS, right? And I feel like they... I'm trying to think if, if Apple has been... Um, has been backing a service of their own or something like that. I don't, I, cause I, you know, follow the money, right? So presumably they're doing it because they don't want that, that sort of program on their platform. Or it might just be petty pettiness, you know, like maybe yeah. whoever makes these decisions is just like, your game streaming is stupid. I'm not going to allow yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of video game luminaries have come out against this. Of course, it's, it's complete baloney. And, and essentially the upshot is, that the, the really great and genuinely good Microsoft service of xCloud and Stadia and GeForce Now, uh, things that are, that in my opinion, are sort of like the next, personally to me, the next big frontier for where I want to be playing games, uh, Apple has basically said no. So any Apple users out there are essentially without recourse. Well, you're, you're free to go and use, because uh, I mean, Android's fine with it, right? Yeah, yeah. So in fact, I've already been using GeForce Now on Android. They have an xCloud app that's in beta. And, and technically, I'm in the beta. I haven't really tried it yet. Somebody told me that I can use my DualShock 4, uh, which I didn't realize that. So I'm looking forward to, yeah, to trying it's a that out. universal Bluetooth controller. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think... I, I'm not sure if they could specifically mandate... Because I don't have a Bluetooth-enabled Xbox One controller. Mine was the original run that didn't have Bluetooth right. on it. Um, so anyway, so just be aware that if you're on Apple this is essentially the end of the line unless Apple does a pretty significant about-face in their policy for that kind of thing. So unfortunate, but there it is for the moment. 
Microsoft has been outed as not having just one next-gen console in the offing this year, but possibly two of them. In some packaging, packing material that was disclosed on the internet, uh, just kind of leaked out there, somebody got their hands on an Xbox Series... I can't even remember what the thing is called anymore, Dale. Xbox Series X? Is that what that thing is? I think that's right. Or is is that one of the current generation? I don't know. Yeah, exactly, right? Exactly. Anyway, it is the Xbox Series X is the next-gen console, but in the little... You know that little worthless piece of paper that you have to unfold like six times in order to see like all of the... You know, Auf Deutsch and you know oh, yeah, all yeah. the all that stuff. So apparently, on one of those, uh, this just this crummy piece of paper, there is a mention not only of the Xbox Series X but also the Xbox Series S Sierra, um, which has not heretofore been announced by Microsoft at all. So although they have been this past generation, current generation, they've been doing you know kind of like the well, so here's wait, the slim right version. Right now we have whatever. the One X and the One S, so. Series X, Series S? Is that just like, is that what that is? Kind of, presumably, but we don't really know what it is. So is it somehow a trimmed down version? Is it, you know, and clearly here's the thing. Of course, all of these platform holders have their, they know what they're going to be doing for the next five to 10 years, right? They've got this stuff all mapped out. Uh, But it is interesting that we are this close to the launch, you know, in the next three months, the next quarter, we've got to be seeing that. And we have something here that has not been mentioned by Microsoft at all. Uh, so until Xbox decides that they want to comment or, you know, do something about this, uh, it remains a mystery. So you can pro- probably be fine. I mean, Legrand and I and, and you, of course, have talked about this on one of our previous shows, but there's not really like Microsoft isn't making it a, a compelling day one, like race to get it out the gate kind of proposition for the Series X. So you can kind of wait and see what's coming out there. They're basically taking their time. They've, uh, as we've mentioned, they discontinued the original Xbox One in favor of just kind of moving their their platforms forward. Uh, but yeah, be aware, there's an Xbox Series S floating around out there somewhere. Who knows what it is? Um, eventually, we'll, eventually we'll find out. Uh, as far as other eventualities are concerned, Yoshinori Ono, who's been with Capcom for more than 20, almost 30 years now, as the primary developer and auteur who has kind of been the custodian of the Street Fighter series, uh, has announced that he is going to be leaving Capcom and uh, he says that he has faith in the developers at Capcom. They will continue making Street Fighter Extraordinary. Um, and uh, he's kind of, I have to. I have he's to probably hand just it overworked. To, and like yeah, out. that's the thing. Like, I've really got to hand it to Ono because not only is he doing just like a ton of stuff, but he is doing the same thing. I mean, he's working, could, working on the same game series. No matter how new and exciting you can make it, you're still throwing Hadoukens and, you know... <laughs> Stuff like that. It's got it's got to be after thirty years fatiguing, I think. Um, so he basically has just indicated that um, he's leaving the company this summer, so in the next you know couple months, I guess. So he'll be resigning his position as the brand manager for Street Fighter, and I guess he's worked as the brand manager on some of those other things. Uh, it kind of leads one to wonder if he might be going the route that uh, several of these other guys have. Uh, you know, guys like uh, Koji Igarashi and um, uh, Keiji Inafune trying to think who else has uh, i mean i mean even well, technically where they've kind of made Hideo a name Kojima. for themselves and they peel off to and then they go and thing. do some of their own mm-hmm. so they're especially from japan i mean a lot of those guys it seems like i can't think of too many i mean i know that there have been a couple of guys who have completely dropped off the radar totally uh the uh tomonobu itagaki who was the um uh, yeah he ninja. had he started what valhalla games or whatever was i think it was what it was called i thought he just dropped off the face of the earth to be honest with they you they did that one game what the hell was it called? I forget. It came out for like the Wii U, I think. It was a 
Oh, sort of yeah, character well, action sort of thing. There you go. Uh, but that's been a long time ago now. Yeah. So uh, just look forward to something from Yoshinori Ono, I guess, in the next little bits. And I guess we'll miss him at things at events like um, Evo. Evo. Yeah, we'll we'll miss him at Evo, I guess. And he was always so he was always so like joyful too. He was cherubic. Of, of all of those those Japanese developers, like he always had, he's always like laughing almost maniacally. <laughs> I almost feel like there's something wrong with him, actually. But anyway, Godspeed to you, Yoshinori Ono, and uh, we look forward to whatever it is that you'll be doing next. Uh, some other developers that we're really looking forward to their response to things. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn's PC port has apparently come under some very intense scrutiny, not doing so well. Guerrilla Games has uh, indicated that they will... Uh, look at it. They've actually released a statement, in fact, saying that they're investigating reports of poor performance as our highest priority. We appreciate those who have already taken the time to report their issues on Steam, Reddit, or via our website. If you're encountering crashes, please continue to report those, etc., etc. Um, and uh, Dale, I know this was a game that you were sort of looking forward to. Do is this is this going to hamper your adoption of Horizon Zero? It'll push it back six weeks or whatever, you know, until there's a good patch out, probably. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I, I uh, have confidence that they will fix it. I mean, come on. Yeah, they're they're definitely a top flight developer, and I don't I don't really see any reason that they can't do that. I was actually surprised to hear that there were troubles though to begin with. It it was not something that I expected. well, you know, they're used to the PlayStation, so yeah, they, I'm yeah, sure they have a lot true. of growing pains. To... I I mean that you know the thing about it is that they've been doing uh, console specific stuff for 15 Ever. years, yeah, I mean, really. where you know exactly your target hardware. And PC has got to be like the Wild West. Um, so anyway, yep. if, if you're if you're waiting for on Horizon Zero Dawn, and I recommend that you do. If you haven't already played it on console, it's a great open world uh, robot monster hunter, deer hunter kind of game. Uh, def- definitely keep your eyes uh, out for that and keep your ear to the ground for uh, news as it develops there because uh, definitely well worth it, I think. Uh, more success, though, in the gaming space. After a little bit of a rough start, we talked about this last Wednesday, I think it was. Fall Guys, the um, Takeshi's Castle 60v60 whatever. Yeah. Um, is it framed like a game show sort of competition? A little bit, yeah. Like there's, you know, everybody's kind of on a like a Muppet Show style grid of like these are the players who are currently playing. And then when you finish around, these dudes all get knocked off and then here's whoever's left. So it's kind of, it's a little, it's couched a little bit like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's being it's uh, doing really well for itself, uh, not only on PlayStation 4, where it is one of the PS Plus games, instant game collection games of August, but it's also on PC, where it sells for $20 of money, and apparently has, at least at one point, overtaken Grand Theft Auto V for popularity, uh, at one point garnering over 1.5 oh. million players uh, in the first 24 hours of release, which I can't is really GTA something. GTA Five is still that popular. That, yeah, that's that's the seven stuff, years. That's on. the lead to this. <laughs> um, but I have to say, uh, Fall Guys for being play a GTA. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I know. They're probably you know role playing being cab drivers and stuff. Ugh. Those kind of people. Yeah, I know. But uh, for a game that is ostensibly like about failing most of the time, I got to say that is pretty well done for uh, for those guys uh, who who uh, made that. But uh, it is also the second most popular game on Twitch. With uh, in fact, I think I saw a tweet a little bit earlier tonight, as of this recording, where it's like 2.5 million viewers have been watching Fall Guys um, since it launched. So wow, great great How job! How would you like to like? pour you know like two to to five years of your life into developing some game and then have it come out and like way more people are still playing gta 5 than than your game you know i know that 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 sounds like exactly what would happen to me 
Uh, but if you want to go with the flow, if you want to be one of the popular kids, uh, get yourself some Fall Guys, because apparently that's what everybody's doing right now. And then the last news item for the week uh, is kind of a kind of a weird one, but also has sort of a happy ending. Uh, a family in... Um, I'm not sure where this is exactly. I originally, yeah, I originally saw this on Eurogamer, but I think they might have just been translating American stuff into, into Was it? British I thought language. I saw it on the BBC, but I'm, I'm not sure. That, that could have been it, too. Anyway, a teenager who, uh, I guess apparently, for whatever reason, decided that he was going to uh, take about $20,000 or 15,000 pounds sterling of his family's money and make donations to Twitch, um, about, which idea. right there... I mean, holy cow. Um, I mean, you know, if you think your ongoing Netflix subscription that you're not using is is bleeding money, uh, <laughs> just let, let your teenager watch Twitch for a few hours and, and there you go. Uh, but apparently, uh, just under $20,000, $19,870.94 was the final total. And uh, the, the, the mother, uh, I guess, who went through a lot of effort to try and get this money back and apparently says Twitch was very unresponsive uh, about this, which... Um, you know, I don't know. I guess I could see if, you know, as, uh, from the Twitch side of things, yeah. you know, that's money that was donated. You're probably not going to be too quick to relinquish it. But uh, considering the circumstances, they probably should, you know, play some ball on this. I mean, yeah. tw- it definitely is an unusual situation. But um, anyway, the, the money went to popular Twitch streamers uh, like uh, Atlanta Falcons quarterback Kurt Benkert apparently was the beneficiary of. <laughs> I, I don't know. Everybody's on Twitch these days. Who even knows? anymore but why do you uh, donate to an nfl player i don't know i i don't know actually i i wonder twitch doesn't really disclose how much money flows through the donation program there i mean the closest we get is when there's a an sgdq event or something and we you know we find out that they raise 2.5 million dollars over the course of a week or something like that but um I mean, even even, and I I hesitate to mention names of any people, but even Doctor Disrespect, who is now back on YouTube after his whole band situation, says that there's been big money in this for him. And I mean, I'm I'm sort of like simultaneously like disgusted and laissez faire about it. Like if you can get people to give you that money, good on you, yeah. do it. Jeremy, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna coin a phrase here. Okay, that um, somebody who is not so smart uh, will have their money uh, taken away from them. Quick, separated quickly. from them <laughs> all right i think that's the first time i've ever heard anything like yep. that done minted right here on the game bite show podcast uh anyway so the mother was able to recover this apparently it was a fairly it was, it was a fairly difficult process apparently for her but uh, it turned out good in the end but this just goes to show you parents if you're the parents of children uh just be careful what your kids are doing on twitch because yeah they can make be sure that your uh you just go ahead and go on every single device in your house and make sure that there's like a password requirement anytime any money is going to flow out, you know? And throw them all in the garbage. Actually, that too. Is probably Just the break best them with answer. a hammer, throw them in the garbage. Yeah. To roll them I've up done with that, a steamroller. That's right. Yeah. And Dale, that's all the news that we've got for this week. Uh, tell me about the extensive new releases list. I looked at this new releases list, and to be honest, there's nothing even worth mentioning. Um, I mean, in the past, we've at least been able to come up with some, like, throw me a bone, right? Is there anything? Yeah. But, but this, also, this week, nothing. The closest I can get to throwing anybody a bone here is uh, there was a screenshot for this one game called... <laughs> St- I don't even know what it's called anymore. Something The Maid, like Fighting for the Maid or something. Oh, the maid the, or is it The Maid of Scare or something like that? Or? Whatever. It, it Basically, it, like, it looks like a, you know, it looks like a turn-based tactics game. 
Oh, that's not what I thought it was. That the screenshot looked like halfway attracting attractive, and not because it's a All Lolita right. girl thing, because of the tactical battle simulator. Oh, sure. But <laughs> um, I mean, if you had a tactical battle simulator with Lolitas, that's probably like one in six games that comes. You out wouldn't these kick days. that one to the curb, though, right? You would. Yeah, I probably would actually. Oh, would you? Okay, there's all right. Just, there's way too many, right? Uh, right. There's too many of that that whole genre. But anyway, all right. You know so what, nothing. What I'm actually more excited about here, uh, and this never happens, but the uh, freebies, etc. section we have. Oh yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. right now, uh, and for the next couple of days, uh, you will be able to pick up a game for free on the Epic Store called Wilmot's Warehouse. Uh, that looks like. And I've heard is a very cool and charming and uh, interesting little puzzle game. So that's cool. But then... The soundtrack for that is out on vinyl, by the way. Oh, right. Yeah, you get that too. I own it, and I have no idea what it this is. (laughs) Starting on the 13th, which will be, what, Thursday? Yeah, Uh Thursday this week. Remnant from the Ashes will be free on Epic. Uh, And that looks really cool, actually. So I'm going to get that for free. Uh, this I think it came out sometime last year. It's basically kind of like um, what they call it. Like uh, it's it's very Souls e, but it's also got like guns and third person shooting gameplay and stuff. And okay. it's like it's like this like supernatural post apocalyptic setting sort of thing. Uh, I just, see tentacles. It looks cool. So I'm gonna get that for right. free, and I'm gonna play that. All right. Maybe talk about it the following Wednesday. Yeah, maybe. All right, because I don't think I would get around to it, so I'd be interested to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah, uh, we'll see. For our final segment and topic of the week, uh, Dale and I carefully considered all of the options, all of the discussional vectors that are available to us. There are exits to the northwest, southeast, and south here, and we decided to uh, head east because I actually just really brilliantly tied that together. Go, Jeremy. <laughs> Uh, But we decided to kind of talk about the idea of a divide in games and availability between the East and the West. And it used to be that, um, actually it used to be that you were not guaranteed. In fact, there are still games that were on the Famicom or the Super Famicom or some of those things that never ever came to the U.S., there are things that never got translations. We have what, to have fans. What do you fans. think is the uh, like the, the the last sort of like white whale or the biggest of the white whales that's, that's still out there? Uh, that's what I was trying to figure out. Uh, so so there are two questions at hand here. One is does this divide still exist? And and you know we'll cite recent uh, developments in developments to you know <laughs> kind of track that. But then the other thing is exactly that question is what if anything is still sort of outstanding? What things or what things have come lately that are highly, you know, wanted. And and I can actually give on, on that point a couple of things. Uh number 1 is the Yakuza series which at at one point had been Japan only with some let's say it, grudging translations and, right. and yeah, yeah. localization to the West. And there were, there are even still to this day, at least one or two entries in the Yakuza series that did not come West at all. Yeah. There's the, the like feudal era spinoff, a uh, couple of games, a couple, maybe three of them actually that I don't yeah. think have ever come over. That's right. That's exactly right. Now, you know, fast forward that a few years and now Yakuza is, you know, day and date, um, essentially for all practical purposes, like a Western, I don't it's know if hit. I'd call it a Western you know, I mean, focused game. I don't, maybe, I don't, I'm not sure about sales, but I, critically, I think it's a hit. It's, it's been well yeah. received in People its like sort of Yakuza. latter day 
incarnation over the last few years, you know? Well, and Sega's response has been graciously to fast-track stuff to the West. I mean, now I believe that they, in their development cycle, in their production cycle, they include translation, localization, release, just as part and parcel of the of the whole thing. Also because they, they realize there's a lot of cash available, you know, as as a reward for localizing the series outside of Japan. Yeah, the people because people would spend money on it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to say there was something else recently that um, that kind of made me think of that too, but there there are still some games that don't make... Oh, uh, Dragon Quest was the other one. So Dragon Quest Eleven was the other one that came to my mind right. as a series that I don't think has ever been withheld from the West, but typically has had a really long lead no, time it, and it has i mean that's a really long series right like um we i don't think we got all of them before seven i think since, yeah that's true since seven we've gotten them all um except 10 uh the mmo one which yeah. uh and even then when we do get them it seems like it's a fairly still a fairly long yeah but they so what they do with those games is like they fully um voice act them and then they also like redo the score so that uh usually it seems like what happens is it comes out and it has its initial score that is like you know midi music or whatever mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. the composer goes back and like does it all orchestral and then that's the like version that it. is included with the like localized to the u.s and europe versions which that's how it's they've done for the last several Dragon Quest games is they get an initial release and then like about a year later they come out with like an upgraded re-release and that's the one that comes out simultaneously in the West basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and and by a lot of accounts the version that we get is improved in a lot of ways. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just you're waiting for it, right? Um, right. You know, one thing that came out fairly recently like in the last couple of years that I thought would probably most likely never ever see uh, an English translation is um, the Seiken Densetsu 3 the the third game oh yeah Secret of in Mana the Secret of mm-hmm. Mana series so they they released that thing on the uh, Switch um, the like collection of Mana whatever it's called mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah that's got that game on there and and then they're also releasing it separately on its own in like a 3D polygonal version called I think it's called Heroes of Mana or like Trials of Mana. Trials of Mana? Which one's... Yeah, Heroes like of Mana might be another one. They could be different games, though. It's, yeah, they could I'm not, be. I'm not clear anyway, just look on the Switch. You can find those. Uh, so so the question then, Dale, is in light of all of those things, because there are probably still some things that don't get localized and won't, but I, I guess the part of the question is, what, if any, are those things? Like, is there still... Do, do Japanese game developers still poo-poo the West and... and you know, say that this is going yeah. to be a Japanese title only and this I is what it's going to be. Anymore, I doubt that's the case. I think probably what you get these days is like very small budget games that, that literally don't have the budget to translate. Um, yeah. that they, for whatever reason, they, they either can't justify doing it because it's something that they might say, well, this game will appeal in Japan because it's about, you know, shogi or... or Pachinko, and we're not right. even going to bother localizing it. You know? Hiroge novels. Yeah, that sort of stuff, right? Um, but, so back about, what, 15 years or more ago, there used to be this series called, like, the Simple 2000 series um, of uh, PlayStation games that were, like, these, they were basically, like, mini-games 
that you could get uh, at a discount price in Japan for, you know, like the equivalent of about like 20 bucks or whatever. And so I had one that was like a billiards game. There was, it was just pool, you know, and then there was like, um, there's a bunch of different ones. Like you could like, I don't know, like there's like one where you fly a helicopter or whatever. <laughs> like, um, and, but that's also where certain games came out of like things like, um, what, like the destroy all humans series. Is that the one? I'm thinking of. Uh, or the Earth Defense Force. Earth Defense Force, yeah, Earth Defense yeah. Force, uh, but also like Mr. Mosquito, you know that game. Yeah, I feel um, like Katamari Damacy was one of those. Uh, no, Katamari Damacy was it was um, it was a Namco game from like the beginning, so it was it was like promoted pretty well, right? So it was. Like, I remember it was a really low budget thing, though. Um, yeah, it, I mean, I, I, well, I think it was twenty bucks when it came out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I remember buying it when it came out. Um, uh, but it, but it was it was definitely promoted, so it wasn't like it wasn't a budget level release, even though it might have been it might have come out at a budget price, you know. Because hmm. um, uh, yeah, I was I was so I was reading Famitsu at the time, and like I saw this game, I was like, this looks awesome, and just coming out, and I went and got it, and it, yeah, it was a good game. Um, and, but yeah, like there was just this whole line of like I don't know budget budget tier stuff that um that's the sort of thing i could see not coming over from japan or you know maybe maybe that's made maybe there's they have the equivalent that's like pc games in poland or something that never get translated right mm, right uh, this not it's not a, a phenomenon that is unique to japan uh certainly i mean there's lots of games that are made in korea that we uh we never see um because a lot of those are like mobas or like mobile games yeah, and like stuff that just clicky never get mmo yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of stuff in China, obviously. Um, so, so, yeah, so do we still have, it seems like there is always a contingent of people out there sort of clamoring for something from Japan, like, oh, hey, you know, Atlas, we need this release or, really? you know, whatever, Maybe. like some of the, I mean, it seems like, and I'm just wondering, is there, is there any clamoring going on? I mean, have you seen, I don't know how even plugged in you are to that scene at all, or if you have. Yeah, you know, not, not at all, really, these days. Um, it's hard for me to think of anything, because, because it seems like everything is, is coming out pretty much at the same time. And if there's a delay, it's like, maybe a couple of months you know it's yeah. we're not looking at the like years in between except for like dragon quest right um yeah. one of the things i'm pretty excited about um is the uh the sort of twofold uh shin megami tensei release not release but announcement they did a few weeks ago where they're mm -hmm. like so so part five is coming to the switch and then they're remastering uh nocturne part three um and Nocturne is a really cool game, uh, and I, so I, I kind of want to get the remaster of that, and then, but then the fifth game also, um, yeah, I think those are coming out pretty much day and date with the Japanese release, though. Mm. So someone still has to make a decision about the taste that America has for Japanese games, right? And I, I, I presume that yeah. they're still making games that might not so, have an audience here. yeah that definitely and and a lot of those are you mentioned you alluded to it earlier but like the like edoge stuff or the stuff that's even yeah. borderline that's like uh you know turn-based tactics with lots of lolitas right <laughs> stuff yeah right like that there's a lot of that stuff that they never even that's bothered. the barrier now we have the lolita barrier seems to be mm -hmm. no, no longer the japan america europe barrier but rather the lolita barrier yeah sort of you've heard of the thermocline 
in the, in the ocean. There's like the layer that like submarines oh, yeah, where go nothing, under. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's like where the 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 warm water meets the cold water and like sound baffles or whatever. <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah. There's there's that. There's the thermocline, but it's the Lolita like, thermocline. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> well, there we go. And there you have it, folks. So we've solved it. Uh, if you are a um, let's say you're an aficionado of some of those particular you know back alley Harajuku uh, shops, mm-hmm. uh, if there's something out there that you have been waiting for that you're thirsty for, haven't got. Maybe we just haven't heard about it. We'd love to have you tell us all about that stuff. If you have any comments on any of the news, the other discussion that we've had here, of course, let us know all about that stuff as well. You can find us on Twitter at Show collectively to tell us all about that. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. And I am at Count Eldar. You can find our podcasting compatriots. Our typical host, Legrand Jolly, is at Legrand, L-E-G-R-A-N-D-E. Uh, we also have Jared Red Eye Dunn at R-E-D underscore I. You can uh, find his work over at twitch.tv slash show. But everybody stay tuned. Jared's got a, a new kind of spin on our typical project. Uh, start looking for more original content on YouTube. Uh, we're going we're gonna to ride that wave of uh, shamed and uh, <laughs> outcast Twitch streamers to uh, victory and fame on YouTube. So look Just pick to up that. all that uh, audience that uh, you know, has no longer has uh, Dr. Disrespect. To, exactly. To they don't have him to kick around anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you can kick us around. Please, please kick us around on youtube.com slash show. Uh, you can also find us at gamebyteshow.com where you can find a back catalog of all of our podcasts. Lots of good stuff back there as well as a link to our Discord server. Come join us. Uh, typically some of the fast-moving freebies and other news that's going on out there. A little bit earlier today, if you're a Verizon subscriber, had the opportunity to maybe get some uh, new Square Enix Avengers game for free, but... Uh, Kind of ran out pretty quickly so if that's the kind of thing that you might be interested in the future we've got you covered just come join us on discord and we'd love to have you there uh, of course we will be back in just a few days to talk to you at the middle of the week about the games that we've been playing i happen to know that we've got some good stuff in the pipeline for that so look forward to that but until then this has been your game bite show podcast thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time good seeing you